It's February 1st, 2020, and this is It Started in Hendricksville, Stories by Jerry Abram. All right. Well, this is a very special episode this week. And good morning to you. This is my Aunt Virginia, my dad's sister, um, oldest sister. Right. Um, and uh, we we're going to have some discussions today and hear about some things that we haven't heard from um, in my discussions with dad. Um, dad, actually, there is something I want you to say, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of hold this toward you. Before we get started, I forgot about this. Um, tell us all of your brothers and sisters, your brother and sisters from the the uh, born first born last um and then um so that people will understand who virginia is and who randy is and all of that so we kind of have that documented well virginia the one we're uh, dealing with today is the oldest of the family and uh, next to virginia was helen the next girl born in the family okay see i, I always get helen and wilma confused yeah, okay. I, I was thinking wilma was older than helen then Came Wilma. Okay. And uh, then after Wilma, I was the first boy born. Okay, so you were the fourth child. Fourth child. Okay. Then uh, it went for eight years. And then really? I had another sister born, Marquita. Okay. And then two years after that was Randy, my only brother, and he was uh, two years younger than Marky. Okay. And so, um, I guess I'll say right away, good morning to Aunt Virginia. How are you? I'm good. So, what is the, I'll, I'll ask you this question, what is the age gap as we go down through the years between you and your brothers and sisters? Okay. Brothers and sisters, yes, you're right. <laughs> well, of course, I'm the oldest. Okay. Helen is next, and Helen was 15 months younger than me. Okay, so you and Helen were pretty close. Pretty close, uh-huh. Did you guys... Since you were that age, did you did you stay close growing up? Were you pretty close to each other? Uh, after the first six years, we were. Okay, because uh, the first six years you were with your grandparents. That's okay, right. we'll come back to that in a moment. Okay, uh, all right. So then, who's after Helen? I mean, after Helen was Wilma. How big of a gap was there there? Uh, eight years. Oh wow! So there were two different eight-year gaps. So between Helen and Wilma was eight years. Mm -hmm. Okay, then how many years to Dad after? And, and then 12 years between Jerry and I. Okay, so, so that's, that, okay, so, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so 12 years between, huh, eight years from Helen to Wilma. Uh-huh. And then how many years between you? Four years between me and Wilma. Wow, you guys were really spread out. And then, as you said, then eight years from you to Marky. Marky and then another two years to Randy. Mm -hmm. So there was a total of 22 years from end to end. Wow, that's amazing. So when Randy was born, you were 22. Were you married before Randy was oh, born? Oh, sure. In fact, I, had, I was married and had Trudy, my first, and my mom had Marky. Then I had you Lana. You had Trudy before Marky was born. I did not the, know that. Then I oh. had Lana, my uh -huh. second little girl, and she had Randy. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's mind-boggling. Okay, well, uh, Aunt Virginia, it's great 
that you're going to take some time to talk to us today. I really appreciate that. So um, who knows who will get to listen to this. So let's just step back. Tell us your birth name and when and where you were born. Okay. My birth name is Virginia Lee Abram. Oh, okay. I was born at my grandmother's house, Grandma Uni. Okay. Uh-huh. So, in, in 1926, July. Okay, 20. so I was, so 1926. Wow, that's amazing. So that's only less than 10 years after World War One. Um, okay, and you were born in your grandmother Uni's house, which is um, where Bill Breeden lives now. That's it's right. not his house. It was a different house back then. Yeah, the old house is. And. And I think just for people listening to the podcast that have listened, this is the house that later on um, my granddad Roswell and his family, including my dad, lived in that house for a number of years. And then eventually it was torn down and a new house was built in front of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, and so you, li- you were born in that house. Where did your parents live at that time? They lived there too. They were first married Okay. And uh, they moved in when right after they were married with my grandma and grandpa, which was customary then, oftentimes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and this is not a very big house, I, I would not think. No, but people learned to make do. That's what you did. Okay. Sure. All right. And uh, then they lived there until I was um, about two, I think, years old. Um, Daddy got work. Uh, first in one of the stone mills in Bloomington uh, because his brother Guy worked there and uh-huh. he got him on up there. Oh, wait, I remember you used to talk about Guy pretty regularly, Dad. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. And so my mom and dad moved up there and uh, they lived in the half of the house with his brother Guy and Reefy. Okay, so when you were two years old, they moved. This is in Bloomington somewhere. Is that? Yeah. Guy, yeah. guy lived somewhere in Bloomington? Right. Okay, close to the stone quarry, I guess, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. That sounds... I've got it. And did you move with them? No. You stayed with the grandparents. Because my mother was expecting Helen at that time. Oh, and so uh, Grandma said, I'll take care of her until after Helen's born, and then, you know, you can take her back then. Okay, and you lived with your grandparents for how many years after that? Six years. Okay. So, so let me stop for just a second there. So now your, uh, your mom and dad then were living in Bloomington and you're living with your grandparents and at some point they moved back to Hendricksville. Mm-hmm. When did that all happen? Well, that happened again uh, not until um, I was six years old, okay. so it would have been 32 Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you even got the year nineteen thirty-two, and they. I've got a little picture here in front of me that you handed me of something that looks like looks like a pretty basic little barn is what it looks like. That's right. A very small building. Um, was there more than one room inside that? No, that was one room at that time, and that was actually built for a little garage. Was my that's okay. what I was told, and I think it served as that for a while, and then may have been empty for a while before my folks moved in there. And so. In Hendricksville, if you're coming from Bloomington down the highway into Hendricksville and then you turn left like you were going to go to your grandparents' house, you would cross the bridge. I assume that, that was there was an old that old metal bridge. I do remember the metal bridge. 
I assume that metal bridge was there, and this house was right there. There was this, the sawmill. The sawmill was first. The okay. corner. The mm-hmm. whole sawmill took up the corner. Okay. And, and then we were the first house after right next, the sawmill. Right next after that. We lived okay. on the edge of the sawmill. Yeah, because um, my wife's parents, the Sandburns, they owned the farm just a little bit further beyond uh-huh. that. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if they owned it at that time or not, but you know, I, I always remember that. Okay, so you lived in that, and at that point when your parents moved into that house, did you stay with your grandparents or did you move back with your parents? I stayed with my grandparents until, with Grandma Uni, until I was six years old. At that time, uh, there was no school, no bus, and we were back on a dirt road. That dirt, that road had not been surfaced in any way. Um, well, let me ask you about, real quick, just so people, the bridge that I remember, which was kind of one of these metal frame bridges, was that there at that time? Yes, uh, but now that that part of the road was surfaced. Okay. But when you turned to go up to the house where we lived, there was it yeah. was a dirt road. Right. And so there was no bus and no way to get a six-year-old child out of there to go to the number one schoolhouse, which is where I had to go. And number one, was that in... Um, Just out of Hendricksville, going toward... Um, do you know where... Well, Jerry, maybe you can tell him how yeah. better. Yeah, where's the number one schoolhouse? I don't, I'm, okay. I'm not knowing what that is. Uh, Donnie Pearl's brother yeah. lives in it. That was... No, wait a minute now. Donnie Pearl's brother lives in it. Uh, All right, so for people on the podcast, just pause for just a second while we talk through this, because I'm going to figure out where this is at. Okay. Um, you know where... Uh, the bridge is that you cross going to Hendricksville before you get to Rosie's Cafe, what used to be mm-hmm. Rosie's Cafe. Mm-hmm. There's a bridge in a curve right there um, as you're coming down from Whitehall. Yeah. That big bridge. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of Freddie Ulan's grandsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right there. Uh-huh. All right, when you cross that bridge, there's a house trailer immediate on the right, right there. Yep. Then the next building is the old schoolhouse and pro yeah, lives yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, I know which house that is. Yeah. He still lives there, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I know which house that is. So that was the number one schoolhouse. Now, Dad, when you were growing up, you didn't go to school there, did you? No. No, I, uh, they didn't have any buses come any clo- anywhere close to where we were. Uh-huh. So Dad paid some tuition and also fixed a turnaround in our driveway our yard fence was the county line right. between Green and Monroe, and he paid a little tuition in Monroe County. And you went to Bloomington. Me go to, I didn't go to Bloomington. I went to what they called the Rice School, okay. a little one-room schoolhouse up on Rice Road for the okay. first two years. All right. So, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull a lot together here real quick, uh, Virginia. Um but at some point, you went down near the Yoho Grocery and went to school as well. Well, yeah. When they finally got that road fixed so the bus could come in, and Larry and Irma Abram, which was our next door neighbor, uh-huh. they would come in age to go to school. Right. Or right, as soon as they got where they could go to school, then there was three of us over there. Well, I guess Wilma went too. There was four. Uh-huh. Four of us to pick up. So then they made a bus route in there. Okay. And then when they done that, that bus went back to Salisbury. Okay. 
So now let's, I'll make full circle. So you went to the number one schoolhouse, which was actually right there in Hendricksville, where uh, Mr. Pro's house is now. I know where that is. And how long did you go to school there? All my eight years. Really? All the way through eighth grade? Okay. Then what happened after that for school? Well, then, of course, I, I, I wanted to go to high school, uh-huh. and I would be going to Salisbury. Okay, so Salisbury would have been the high school, all right. I understand mm-hmm. that. And um, we had moved. Daddy had built a house that Jerry was talking about. So you moved across the creek. Um, kind of. Uh, well, in the log cabin that's there across from the Hendricksville grocery store? No. No, that not that house. You're talking about the one on the county line. That's right. Okay. The, the one that Daddy built near okay. the county line, okay. And um, the bus, as he said, did not come there. And so the trustee, this, this was in the, uh, right about in the midst of the um, poorest time that we went through of the Depression. Really, really bad. And the trustee didn't have any money to send the bus up there. Okay. He said, I can pay tuition to the Bloomington School and because they come real close to you anyway. Okay. And I'll do that. Okay. And, and so we'll send you to Bloomington. And that's what they did. So at that time, you're, were you living with your parents on the County Line Road? I, that's that's when I left, yes. That's when I went and to live with them. You and went I with left, your grandparents. I'd been living with them and going to the number one school for mm-hmm. eight years. Okay. And then when I uh, they built this new house over there, and I moved over there with them. Uh-huh. And that's when then there was... No school, no school. For, me to, for me to attend. And that's when they figured out that the, I would go to the Bloomington school and the Bloomington bus would pick me up. Okay. And, of course, this is still a while. Let's see, 12 years. So you, this was still a little while before you started school. Yeah, because you were old enough to go to You would have been a little boy at that point. Mm-hmm. And so you... I was two when they moved over there. Did you, go, did you go to all four years of high school in Bloomington? I went to three and a half years. <laughs> okay. Uh when I, I went there, um, my my first my my freshman year, and um, the principal called me into his office once and said, "Would you speak to the trustee because your tuition has not been paid?" And well, the trustee just didn't have any money. Right. right. It was it was just isn't really, that interesting? Yes. 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 And um, I did, and because so, we're talking about World War Two. I mean, you were right in the middle of, of the Depression. Yeah. The, the, oh, it's right in the middle of the Depression. The Depression, yes. Hold on, let's see here. Okay, all right. Uh-huh, all right. Okay. And uh, so the next, then my sophomore year, I started to school, and uh, he asked me to come up in his office again, and I did, and he said, you know, it still has not been paid. And so, uh, again, I spoke to the to the trustee, but... The situation was still the same. He just did not have the money to spend like that because he had hungry people that you sure. know they were uh, sending food out right. to and so forth. So anyway, at the end of that semester, uh, I was not allowed to go back again because they they so they let you go three and a half years. No, one and a half. One and a half. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Uh, but I could not go any longer because the state. You know, was picking up on this, and some somebody had to pay. Somebody somewhere. Uh-huh. Okay. And so at that time, um, I was able to get a job 
at RCA, they were letting uh, underage kids come to work there. Uh, for, uh, but I could only work uh, five hours a day. How old were you at this point? Were you 16? Well, uh, I would have been uh, 16, 17, yeah. probably, 16, almost 17. 17 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could do that. That was okay at RCA. We were making um, missile nose cones. Uh, I remember what that. I, I remember that real well. Okay, let's let's just get what year this would have been. You're 16. You were born in 26. Mm -hmm. So 36, 40. So this is in the middle of World War II then. Yes. So so yeah. So yes. World War II was ongoing, mm -hmm. and you were making missile nose cones mm -hmm. in the RCA factory at age 16 on a line. Mm -hmm. Oh my. Goodness. And I worked there That's then that amazing. I worked there then all that summer. Uh-huh. And um then my junior year um I went to the Salisbury school and uh talked to him about it and he said the principal down there said if you can maintain a B average or above in all your classes and you'll have there are seven periods in a day and you'll have seven classes. I'll let you graduate with your class next year. You'll be a senior. And so you switched and started going to Salisbury School that's right. at that point. Now, now the bus, was there still a busing issue or was the bus getting to you at that point? Uh, no, uh, that was the year that I could come back and uh, live with my grandma. Uh, so the my, bus came down the main highway by her house. Uh, that was my other grandma. Yeah, yeah. What was her name? That was Lonnie and Gracie Hendricks, okay. and they lived in um, the very not uh, just two houses down from the house that Jerry was telling you about. That was the number one school. The schoolhouse, yeah, they were right close to the schoolhouse. Uh, and, and, the and I remember when I was young when that house burned, uh, yeah. and, and it caught on fire because we drove down and 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 saw it was burning. But I had told Dad I I never put two and two together that that was my great grandparents' house, uh -huh. or that you had lived in that house at one point. So mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, but I did that. And uh, my grandmother said, you can come live with us because her only son had been taken, had been drafted into the service. Okay. And uh, grandma was a diabetic and had to have shots every day, okay. insulin shots. And so uh, my grandpa could not give them. His hands were okay. uh, crippled with arthritis. Uh -huh. And so uh, she said, you stay, give me the shots. You can live with us and go to school and the bus will pick you up. And that's what, what I did. World. So, so I'm going to deviate a little bit here. So you were helping your grandmother giving her shots. You later on became a nurse. Is that right? So yeah. I'm just curious, was there a connection there that through yeah. that stuff, you got an interest in taking I, care of people? Well, I, I, that was my ambition from the time I was a little girl. Really? But no money. Okay. You know, as I said, depression, nobody had any money. Uh -huh. And my, my mom and dad had no money to even send me there. My grandmother was furnishing my, you know, my food and my yeah. place for me to live and so forth. And uh, a representative from the army, I guess, came to the school when I was ready to graduate, as, he, as they always do, and told us that the program that they had uh, for the School of Nursing, for girls who'd be interested in nursing, okay. and you could, um, you could go into the service and have a three-year program, come out an RN, but you had to agree to go ahead and work two more years for them. Then that would all be paid for by the government. 
So were you officially then in the military? No, I didn't get to do that. Because oh, okay. when okay, because I was okay. underage. Uh-huh. And when I took this home and showed it to my dad and he looked at me and he said, No girl has any business in the army. No. Okay. And and that was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. So that stopped that. So oh. I had to start looking otherwise. Figure out something and else. Yes, yes. And that's okay. what I did. But you did did you become an R N at some point? LPN. An LPN, okay. At, with uh, Ivy Tech. Okay. When their first program came became available, I became, and it would have gone on for an RN, but at that time they did not have the RN school uh-huh. ready, just LPN. The RNs had to go on to Indianapolis. Okay. At that time, I was already married and had my two girls, and I didn't want to leave them. You know, they needed me at home, so uh, I stayed with going to work down here as an LPN. Okay. So now we're gonna kind of loop back around a little bit. We've got your birth story. I know where you were born. Um, we're going to dig into the story of your sister Wilma. You were telling me uh, about how cold it was when she was born. So I wanted you to tell that. But before we do that, I'm a little confused. This little garage house that I've got a picture of here in front of me that you lived in, at some point you moved out of that and moved to the other side of the creek, there was a little log cat, a little log house that your dad built, I understand. Do you remember that process? Do you remember him building the house sure. or anything like that? Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about how old you were when that happened and about that process of moving from this little garage over into that, uh, or, or anything you can remember about that, because I'm kind of curious about that. I can't tell you how old I was. I really don't know how long I lived there. I was there, living there, when Jerry was born. Okay. Okay, you're right. Yeah, because they were. that's where, where you were born. So when you were 12 years old, you were in that house. I, that's right. But I and, don't know when I went. I can't tell you that, when it was finished. But you can remember him building it. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was a log cabin. Because today when we hear a log cabin, we think, oh, you build a log cabin because you like uh, rustic stuff. And I asked Dad, Dad said, no, no, he built a log cabin just because that's what he had available. That's right. Uh, Yeah, because at that time he was working at the sawmill. Right, which was right there. Right there. Right. Uh And so uh, got his his material for the log cabin really, really cheap, I'm sure, because Virgil owned the log, or the uh, sawmill. Right. And that was his brother-in-law. Probably just took him straight from the the Uh sawmill right up there and made the house out of it. That's right. Now, that was a two-room. The yes. log cabin, yes, so that's a step yeah. up. Two rooms. <laughs> but no bathroom, no, oh, no, you know. Outside. Yeah, just an outhouse. And what about bathing and cooking and all of that? How did that happen in, in those houses? Well, you had a wash pan and a water bucket. And uh, that, you know, uh, you had to carry your water. We did not have water at, at our little house. Mm-hmm. But across the road, they had a, a pump. Okay. And they let us get water there. So Helen and I carried all the water that we used across the road. Do you remember who that was that owned it? Uh-huh. It was um, uh, Lucille and Davy Edward, Davy Abram. Uh, oh, more Abrams. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was Dan's family. Okay. And they lived in that house on the corner, and that's the one that had the big well. And, and Helen and I carried our water in a lard can and in water buckets. Whatever and stuff. you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're gonna. T- I want to talk about the, the Wilma story in just a second, but I just thought of something. Your 
your father's sister or your mother's sister, and I've forgotten which, lived right there in Hendricksville. She was the one that had the lard press, mm-hmm. I think you told me about. What was her name? Vivian. Vivian. So at that time, was Vivian's house there, and was she close by? Right across the road. Yeah, right there. Yeah. And oh. Virgil was her husband that owned the sawmill. <laughs> oh. That I so Vivian's husband Virgil. So you're and Vivian was Roswell's sister. Yes. Okay. So Roswell's brother-in-law. He would have been Roswell's sister's brother, sister's husband. So his brother-in-law owned the sawmill that yeah. he worked at. I didn't realize there was the family connection oh, yeah. there. Oh, how interesting! But they weren't the ones with the water well. There was someone else with the water well. Next house down. Okay, another, well, of course, they weren't Abrams. Vivian was an Abram. Her husband was, uh-huh. what was his name again? Virgil. What was his last name? Hudson. Oh, he was a Hudson, of course. Yeah. John's granddad. John Hudson's granddad. Oh, that's John Hudson's granddad. Yeah, I know everyone's connected down there, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. All right, that's great. So now I want to step back. Again, I wish, uh, I, I'll see if, I'm going to take a picture of this picture before I leave here and see if I can connect it to the podcast because it's such a great picture. Um the uh, when you were living in this this first little garage house, tell us the story about your sister being born and what that was like on that cold night. Well, uh, she was born January twenty second, and of course, you know what year? Um, Roughly well, twenty eight. She's eight years younger than me. So oh, eight years. Thirty uh-huh. four would have been. Uh, yeah, eight and six, thirty four. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. and. Um, of course, uh, everybody uh, was born at home then, you know. And uh, the first night that after she was born, that first evening uh-huh. and night, it turned really, really cold. And uh, she, they had the baby. Daddy and Mommy were sleeping in this bed with the baby down between them. And Daddy was laying on one side, and the, his ear, the one that was exposed uh-huh. on the top side, was frozen and was all swollen the next for several days and uh, with a a one-day-old baby lying right beside them. So you know that had she not been between them for the heat from their bodies, she would have frozen to death just like that. Yes, yes, that's how how destitute we were. Yeah, so Dad had, um, had told me about the house that your Abram, the house you were born in, Dad had told me about that house when he lived there, about waking up with snow on the sheets. Sure. So surely in this house, that hap- that same thing oh, I'm sure happened did. over yes. the years from time to time. Yeah. Uh, some pretty cool cold weather. Um, okay. And uh, I wanted to double check this again. So we have uh, just a couple more minutes. So go ahead and share with us. It sounds like your grandmother, uh, Uni. Uni, right? Um, tell us who Uni is, because there's there's some pretty interesting stories about Uni and what she did for the community in terms of healthcare stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, so tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandma was a um, was the one that the whole community came to when they needed help, um, health wise or that kind of problem. And she delivered. So it babies. wasn't just childbirth. I know she she did stuff with childbirth, but she did more than that. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. When there was a real bad sickness, uh, a lot of times they'd call. And I can remember when I lived with Grandma, um, 
and uh, that would be before I started to school. But mm-hmm. I can remember the phones uh, didn't work or weren't very dependable. And uh, I can remember hearing someone come to the door in the night, a man's voice, and he was telling Grandma who it was and what, and that his wife was in, in labor. Could she come? And she got up and went to the barn, got her horse, and she didn't put a saddle on. She rode, just oh rode, and, and went out and went to that house. And this and is in the middle, she, of, middle, in of, the the middle of the night. So how'd she see? What? Did she have a light or a lantern or something? Well, or? no, not not that I'm aware of. I don't know. You know, the horse. The, <laughs> Maybe the horse it, just And the road, yeah. you know, yeah, and so yeah. forth. Okay. But... Um, then she might not get, might not be back, and probably would not for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So then I would get up as a kid almost, and get Pappy's breakfast, whatever it turned out to be, uh, you know. And we would eat and get by until Grandma got back. And when Grandma died, uh, the for when she was bed fast, and and she was for quite a little while, several months. Almost every day, someone would come and bring something, food, something special for Aunt Uni because they would say she delivered my baby, she this or she that, you know. And she was an excellent seamstress, and she helped make uh, graduation dresses for the girls. That was the way she made her tax money, to pay the taxes with the place, for the place. And uh, she made burial clothes, wedding clothes, all of, she did a lot of that. That was kind of the way she made the living for her family, that and her, and the um, little garden that she had. Yeah, uh yeah. And um, there was, she had this Bible with the, names of the babies that she had delivered and the dates and so forth and i never knew what happened to that did you jerry i have no idea whatever well wouldn't it be great to have that oh i would love to have so she kept track of some of the work she did and things like that well she she did the birth mainly yeah the rest she didn't pay much attention to but uh she did those because uh and the people were so good that they as i said they never forgot aunt uni they would come and bring her food and canned things and whatever they had. Okay. Well, that is good for the first round here. So we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll start up another one. So give me just a second here. 